everybody, this is James. And Marco. And actually, Nabil is not here today. He is, uh, has a family emergency, so Marco and I are actually going to be doing this one solo. We're taking up the reins. Or duos. And funny enough, since we're both fully vaccinated now and all that jazz. We're immune. We're, yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. We have the power. <laughs> we have it. We're actually I can I can lift the table with, with one hand now. It's crazy. Only one hand. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we are... <laughs> we are uh, back at it. We're actually recording in person. Yeah. It's probably the first time in like a year, I want to say. Or more than a year? More than a year because we stopped in March. Yeah. And we're so in April now. It's been like a good 13 months. So, Never missed a beat. Yeah, not really. I don't think we even missed an episode, so... Suck it. Anyways, this is episode 97. Today we're going to go over the 2021 Oscars as they're happening this Sunday. If you're hearing this recording, of course, or it may, maybe it already happened. Who knows? Oh shit, we are. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm not. I gotta go. I'm gotta, not prepped for this. I gotta watch some of these movies, bro. <laughs> and uh, we decided to torture ourselves by watching the 1984 and 1985 Ewok films that were just re-released on Disney Plus. That is the Ewok Adventures and Ewoks Battle for Endor. <laughs> so, I mean, truthfully, we probably could have just talked to Oscars this whole time at this point. But hey, you know. Fuck it. So <laughs> yeah, you're gonna listen to us anyway. Come yeah. on, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. So we're just we're here for the good times. So without further ado, guys, let's get into our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. So our topic this week, um, as we go, I mean, what is this? Our third one? Our fourth one? I don't know actually. I want to say it's our third one. Third one, pro. Yeah, it had to have been, because I don't think we did that until... Shit, maybe fourth. I don't know. Someone tell us. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to go over the Oscars. As Leave you know. a comment and tell us. Yeah, I was like, since we're too lazy to do it ourselves, we're going to go over the 2021 Oscars here. And basically what this involves is us basically going through some of the... Um... Sorry, that's my... I think that's my dog? <laughs> yeah, it's Bailey. <laughs> He's just going ham. He's really breathing hard. <laughs> Holy shit, that picked up like across the room. <laughs> that's well, that's funny. the one thing which you get back with in person. We we're actual real people, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're just gonna kind of go over actor, actress, leading role, supporting role, directing, best picture, and writing. Just like last year, we're going to have our Oscar bowling event. Uh, if you need an explanation, basically each category you. Um, Depending on how many categories are there, I want to say 20 25? something like that. Let's okay. I'm too lazy to read this whole thing. Let's say twenty five. Yeah. So it goes from score points of twenty five to one. You score them highest for what you think is definitely going to make it, all the way down to basically the short film shit. Let's face it, like, no one knows <laughs> the stuff that no one watches. No one knows. No one knows. I apologize if you're one of the few people that are like I watch all those. You fuck. But unfortunately. We don't, so, and documentaries no. and foreign films. I mean, we'll get to some of them, but I think for the most part, last year was pretty fun. We, we always have like a little celebration. We're going to do the same thing this year. Uh, we, um, Marco and I and Mikey, friend of the pod, will be actually all together watching this one. And It's our little vax party. Yeah. Because we're vaccinated. <laughs> Sorry, we're just going to keep just bragging. bragging. Sorry. Marco's wearing an armband like it's World War II. <laughs> Fucking Germany over here. Um, 
<laughs> so basically, we'll lock in our picks on Sunday um, in the morning. I'd say, let's say 10 a.m. Pacific time. And we'll post them and try to compete with us. See what happens. Uh, ours is notorious because uh, whoever loses, or whoever wins basically assigns a film for the other two people to watch. It's yeah. kind of good or bad. Last year, I, I've won the last... You two won two out of three. three. Yeah, you won two out of three. Did I lose one of them? I don't think I ever lost one yet. No, I think the, someone else won one of them. Actually, I know two. what it was. I know what it was. I won, No, I won them all technically between the three of us. Oh, yeah, that's Nabil's right. wife, Alyssa, did beat us technically yeah. two years ago. It was a disaster. Well, last year was pretty competitive, too. We were at least oh, it for was, the first half. We were neck it was neck to head. It, was, yeah. it, it, it gets pretty fun, actually. I know it says a bunch of actors patting themselves in the back, but I mean, it, it's fun. You know, we like movies too, so yeah. Uh, without further ado, let's get into. Uh, we're just kind of, kind of a free discussion, truthfully, on this one. We're not really. I don't think we're gonna be like. I don't know, man. We're yeah, not gonna talk about I, the movies for the most part, because I might sit this one out. You never know. <laughs> James is just going solo. <laughs> so I'm gonna just go in order of kind of what they have on the Oscars.org site. So, best supporting actor, right? So we have Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Steven Yoon for Minari. Basically, the way I mean, what do you, what do, who do you think is going to win, Marco? This is, and by the way, this isn't lock your pick in at yeah. all for Sunday yet. This is just what you want to think, or and then who do you think should win? Actually, that's a tough one. See, yeah, it's a real tough one. Thanks for putting me in the hot seat. The first one to go. So there's only two of us, so it's either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you're telling. It's man, it's it's tough because really I've seen three of the movies for three of the actors on here, so I'm missing two. Wait, well, one I'll, one I'll end up seeing, which is the father. I'll end up, I'll end up seeing okay. that one. Wait, what's the other one you didn't see? I haven't seen. Actually, you know what? No, no I've, I've seen Mank. Never mind. Yeah, Never Mank mind. too. Yeah. Don't worry, it's forgettable. No, it's not forgettable. Well, I liked Mank, man. <laughs> People, yeah, whatever. I know it's not like you know the best. Well, I'll, I'll. How about I start out? I I'll, think, I'll, 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 I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. So, I think, I think Chadwick Boseman is going to win it. I think he's the favorite, right? Yeah. I personally, you know, my opinion. I don't. I, I didn't particularly like Ma Rainey Black Bottom. I thought it's okay. I liked his performance a lot. I, mm-hmm. I. I liked the Truthfully, movie. though, can I be honest? Yeah. I don't think it's the strongest performance out of these five guys. It's stronger no, than some of them, he, but... He's had some better performances. I agree. He definitely had some better performance. Even his small role in... Defy Blood should Defy have been Blo- Blo- Yeah, that should have been what, what was nominated, because he was freaking phenomenal. It was just a small role, I think too. that was a better role than this, to tell you the truth. But, uh, but I still... His monologue was still pretty powerful in that. It is, you know, it, and but it, but it's very Oscar baity, you know, ver- versus the Five Bloods, which is more aligned with the story, and it is and like that movie just God, it gets it, snubbed on so much. Bro. I'm like, how? Yeah, if you if you haven't seen the Five Bloods, it's on Netflix. Watch it right now. Put and this also on pause. Then and go watch afterwards, it. listen to our podcast on the review. By the way, and you know, shout out to the good one, Chadwick Boseman. He's a real one. He's fucking amazing he'll be missed he his yeah. legacy will always be remembered and this is in in no offense to him whatsoever he is a do phenomenal you, actor do you think there could be an upset so basically I, like I, who, who do you do think I, should win or maybe an upset who do you think Riz Ahmed, i think Hands so down. too 
Resign. I think he could win it too, because man, if you also haven't seen Sound of Metal, that movie's phenomenal as well. So I rewatched it recently. Really? And yeah, the same scene made me fucking bald my eyes out. So yeah. same fucking scene. It's so good. But and then, in my opinion too, dude, Anthony Hopkins could win for the father. He just won the SAG award as well for best actor, and he beat everyone else out too. Man, and but- that. You haven't seen it yet. He's already won, though, man. He's only won once, though. So, and he's such a good actor. And The Father is a movie deals with some pretty deep subject matter. And to me, that was very personal. And I, I was, I was in tears. I told you guys, I was was tears most of the movie. Like it's, it's hard to watch, man. I'm going to rent it probably this weekend and watch it. I saw, I did see Minari, and I see Steven Yeun is good too. Yeah, I think he could be. I think Riz Ahmed deserves it. I think. Steven Yuen could be the upset. See, this is what I'm saying. This I think this category is it's yeah. a little tough, right? Yeah. Like fuck, it can go either way. It can. No offense to Gary Oldman either, but I just no, don't Gary think. Oldman, no. That, yeah, I don't <laughs> think he should win for that, dude. I love Mank. I I enjoyed that movie. It's not for everybody, but but I, I don't think so. We're going yeah. to be real with you, boys. <laughs> yeah. If he wins, you can go fuck yourself. That would be the that would be the real uh, uh, upset. I'd be like, what yeah. happened? Bro? Yeah, it's like wow. Okay. Yeah. I'd be like, what? Uh, let's move on. Let's go to the next one there. You want to present it, Marco? Sure. So the next category is actor in a supporting role. And the nominees are Sacha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah also. Oh, look, I actually said his name right, too. I didn't botch it because I yeah. fucked up his name last time. This is another one that's too tough for me, man. This is tough. Yeah. Because first off, uh, I think it's between two for me. I think either Daniel Kaluuya or Leslie Odom Jr. is going to win between the two of them, truth be told. Um, both have really good performances. I like it's it's kind of phenomenal. Leslie Odom Jr. is really good. I know I wasn't a big Hamilton fan. Never can fucking shut the fuck up about it. But <laughs> the dude can sing. Yeah, and the fact that he's playing such a pivotal character in One Night in Miami, and he's the one that's kind of fighting against and bringing up that they don't have to do things, and it's some really heavy shit. And Daniel Kaluuya, I think, is if if not this, I I have a feeling Daniel Kaluuya is going to win an Academy Award one day though. Yeah, he just had some really strong performances. Um, for my kind of upset though, I would love if Paul Racy won from Sound of Metal. He is so good in that movie yeah. and such an unknown actor that I it's I, like his first role. I don't know if it's his exact first role, because um, I think he's done other things. Yeah, but big movie. Very, yeah. yeah, big movie that yeah. it's his first role, but it's also because the project is very close and dear to his heart mm-hmm. because I think his his parents Did are hearing impaired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he's written music for the hearing. Yeah, impaired. he has a rock so, like a rock band. That does, yeah, yeah, and every scene he's in with Riz Ahmed is such a like tormenting scene because he's kind of explaining about. How um, like it's not a disability, you know? Yeah, it's a lifestyle, and it's so it's such a touching, so such very touching and memorable scenes to me. It's so. it's it's his scene specifically. It's that scene. I'm not going to give it away, but it's a scene with him and Riz Ahmed. That that man. Yeah. No. Every I time, know. I, I every time, mean. dude. I can't. Yeah. I just wells of water, dude. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm, what about you though? Yeah. I'm going to say Daniel Kaluuya. His his performance is powerful. It's really good. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, he just fully immerses himself in the role. And I, I even said this when I was talking about the movie. 
that you, you just you don't see Daniel Kaluuya. That's and and that's what I think makes a great performance. You know, yeah, he's, he's, they they immerse themselves as a character, and I, I feel it's very deserving of him to to win that. I also feel that an upset or quite a surprise could be Lakeith Stanfield because he was also pretty good in that role too as, as far as like playing someone who was manipulated mm-hmm. yeah. you know in, in various ways and his his story his side of the story is kind of tragic you know it's, oh, it's, it's, it's messed up what super. the stuff that he did in forming with the FBI but still like you know it's a it's still Something like, that haunted his character exactly too, it's very impactful it's just it's strange that Danny Cleo didn't get a best actor nod for this or even Lakeith Stanford because technically yeah I mean, if they're both the supporting, who's the lead? Seriously, I, I don't think Gary Oldman should have been on there, man. They should have put one of these guys on there. It's because that uh, that mink. <laughs> yeah, true. That's, yeah, I know some people say it's a stroke of Hollywood, but David I don't. Fincher, bro. Yeah. yeah so. But I also like your pick of Leslie Odom Jr. because I, I loved One Night in Miami. I liked it quite a bit, too. It's Dude, it was so fucking good. So I was surprised written. because I just got done telling you guys I didn't like Ma Rainey. And it's one of those movies where, uh, because the play, the the whole play thing as a movie is kind of playing me out. But then we have One Night in Miami and the father are both told in like a play like uh, right. way. So it's like, fuck it. I guess I just like him sometimes. I don't know. I think so. Ma, Ma Rainey does suffer a little bit from the pacing. That's about it. I agree. Some I of the pacing is just off. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny because there's just as much dialogue in One Night in Miami. But I think I was just more invested in the characters. I think they had a better dynamic. Yeah, I and I think the the dialogue and the the topics that they were discussing were were more, more relatable. Too. Yeah, they were more impactful too. Like, don't don't get me wrong, Ma Rainey touches on some really good stuff, but I think it was too. I, I don't think it was too in the forefront as my like One Night in Miami. Like One Night in Miami, you know what they're talking about. You know what it is the movie's trying to say. With Ma Rainey, it's just kind of like, okay, what are you trying to say? Yeah, you know, you kind of really have to look for it. Nice. Uh, let's move on to uh, actually the next one's actress in this supporting role. I don't. No, sorry, actress in leading role. Uh, we have the nominees are Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day in the United States First Billy Holiday, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. Fuck. What? This is some good nominees, man. Oh yeah, dude. I'm telling you, these are. This might be the first year where these are scored lower for me because on the our <laughs> balling, just because I'm so. It could go like three ways. Yeah. So that's true. What? What? Not saying your pick. Who do you think is going to win, though? Who do I think is going to win? Man, I tough. think Vanessa Kirby is going to win. Really? Yeah. That's who I want to win. I want Andrea Day to win for United States versus Billy Holiday. Do you? I dude, I loved that movie also. Dude, I I I've never listened to any music from like the 40s or the 50s. Oh, okay. With yeah. with 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 a few, you know, Richie there's yeah, Richie yeah. Valens, there's yeah, yeah. there's Buddy Holly, there's Big Papa, uh Big Bopper, I mean, excuse me. Your your list is getting bigger. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you mean you So, I mean, but it made me want to go back and listen to Billie Holiday music. I had no idea she went through all that ordeal in her life. Yeah. Like, you know, you you just, you see these classic musicians and you just don't see them going through modern life I just, problems. I just didn't like the movie, how it was done overall. 
It's way yeah. too long. The the one thing I didn't like was how it was an interview that did a flashback that did a flashback. It's a me- it's that was the only thing that I didn't like. The but- the writing and screenplay is kind of a mess, and I think that's what could af- affect this. Uh, sorry, Bailey again. Hello, Bailey. Uh, it, I think that's what could affect the movie itself for the most part because the film does a decent job at telling the story, but from what I heard, a lot of it's fictionalized. I guess I don't know. Yeah, that 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 Did does. You get take, that vibe? I got a lot of yeah, that vibe. I was like, I, oh, I don't know if it happened like this. But. Yeah, they, they did Hollywood up a little bit. I think. Yeah, like I haven't really read up on it, but it feels like they kind of did. I'm like, did yeah. they really I, say it like that? But yeah, but still, though, though her performance as Billie Holiday, I think, was just on point. It is. I just was like impressed. I, I will say, I think the lead on this one is either her or Francis McDormand, though. See though, you know, yeah, dude. So I, bro, dude, I liked Nomadland. Don't don't get me wrong, but it's so basic. Our, so, dude, it's it's so basic. It's also super Oscar baity. Yeah. Also, if you want to see Francis McDormand take a shit in a van, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> then watch that movie. You know who I could see winning though? Too, I can see Carrie Mulligan winning for Promising Young Woman. See, I gotta watch that one. Oh, yeah, definitely catch that before yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I'm watching I, that I'm, one on the Father for sure. I'd like to hear your opinion on that movie. Okay. Yeah. But don't don't get me wrong, Vanessa Kirby. Y'all know how I feel about Vanessa Kirby. I love Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, she's she's in fucking incredible. But I also feel like Andrew Day just she just killed it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but once I, I guess we can both agree, Viola Davis has yeah. no chance. I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she's not now for that she's role. She's turning dude. into Meryl Streep almost, where she's just nominated every, yeah. every year. I'm like, the, okay, this is like her nineteenth fucking time. We get it. So, because I because I watched that movie and then I watched Widows, and I'm like, dude, she's way better than fucking Widows. Oh, I mean, Widows is a uh, totally different too. Yeah, overall. but I, but man, she was fucking great in that movie. I just always imagine uh, uh, Dana Kalia too, just by that statue, just going. smiling. <laughs> <laughs> throwing the peace sign and it's like what the fuck <laughs> it's those eyes man yeah fucking just chilling like hey kill people <laughs> alright let's uh, move on to uh, actress in a supporting role okay and the nominees for this category are Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy Olivia Coleman for The Father Amanda Seyfried for Mank and Yu Jung Yoon for Minari. I think going off of this. Well, I, I want to hear what Bailey thinks first. Bailey's like, hey, I'm here chilling. <laughs> um, Yu Jung Yoon, I think, will win this one. She just won the SAG Award and um, this another one recently. I think she's the favorite on this. She plays the grandma in Minari. She does an absolutely phenomenal job. I would not be shocked, though. If Olivia Coleman or Glenn Close win, by the way. So they both have really good roles. Glenn Close, I mean, Hillbilly LG is a hit or miss for a lot of people. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I didn't think particularly the pacing was too good, but Glenn Close is definitely the standout, obviously. That's that's one. what I hear about the movie, that yeah. the pacing is the thing that's off. She even like um studied like the grandma from like old things and like the worked with the actual family. So she's an when the actual family came to visit the set, they started crying because like she was so on point Damn. playing the grandma. Like they thought she was alive again. She even wore the same glasses as her. That's and crazy. All this stuff. Yeah, another but, movie I need to watch. It's not bad, to tell you the truth. If, yeah. I mean, you like Ron Howard shit, so you know what to expect. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Coleman though, and the father could win. She's really good in this one. 
it is like I said, Marco. So I'm not gonna reel too much. It's just every scene she's in is just heartbreaking because you're seeing somebody that is slow. You know, her father starts to not re- recognize her, and yeah, it's tough. So yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I'd, oh. I'll I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's good. Yeah, yeah I don't want to go into any yeah. more of that. But yeah, that's I think uh, Yu Jung Yoon will win this one. So I think she should win it. That's who I want to win. There was she was. So- inc- she was incredible, dude. There's scenes though that it's just you can feel for her too in that movie. Yeah, like, you're like fuck. Yeah, there, also, especially after something happens to... in the movie, and then at, from then on, it's 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 just like man, it's heartbreaking. And she, right? Yeah, she and she does so a, full of life, and then it's like yeah, fuck. I mean, she does just a great job at everything, and mm-hmm. uh, I love how the relationship between her and her grandson grows and stuff. I loved it. Oh my, it's God, just yeah. like how the other relationship was just just on. I mean, one point, on you're off. just drinking pee, right? You're yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a, what is it with pee and shit in these movies, man? <laughs> the fuck, dude? Nomadland was Did like, we write these scripts? Nomadland was like, tip of the hat to you there, Minari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have poo here as well. <laughs> pee and poo win, man. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> they fucking win. They know, they know us degenerates are going to fucking vote for that shit. They're like, oh, yeah. They yeah, saw that. Win. They were like, someone will laugh at friends. <laughs> And and just because I saw this movie and I haven't seen the other ones, I think Maria Baklava is also like a pretty good upset. I think she did great in that movie. Yeah, in the yeah, Borat movie, definitely. She, she was phenomenal. Definitely. And yeah. I think it was one of those things too where it was such an unexpected role, and I don't know. But technically, the Academy never leans toward comedy. Yeah, it's kind of a shock she's in it, dude. So I was yeah, I was she's surprised. easily the highlight of that movie though. Absolutely. So uh, it's kind of it's it's insane that she's an Academy Award nominated actress, regardless going forward now, right? <laughs> Seriously, like anything she does, she's like, yeah, I did a Borat thing where I did a dance with my fake period and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that movie was my comedy of the year, man. It's funny. It's yeah. funny as fuck. So uh, let's move on. We're gonna skip a few. Like I said, if you really want to hear a breakdown of more things, tune in Sunday. We're gonna be live streaming a lot of stuff like we did last time, and um, hopefully eating a ton of food. Or just, you know, comment. I know a lot of you guys have been commenting and participating on our IG. Yeah. Comment and let us know, you know, what category interests you and what nominees you're interested in. Yeah. Let's jump in into directing here, Marco. So our nominees are Another Round by Thomas Vinderberg, Mank by David Fincher, Minari by Lee Isaac Chung, No Bad Land by Chloe Zhao, or Promising Young Woman, uh, directed by Emerald Fennel. Wait, how do you think this is going? Don't do this to me. This is another tough one. Yeah. I I I, the, I know who the favorite is. I okay. I have man. Okay. So In a I, there's world. there's two I wouldn't mind winning. I uh, I wouldn't mind Minari winning because that movie was directed so well. Oh, I think God. everything about that movie everything. was just. I yeah. watched it with I watched it with my niece by the way Tori. Oh sweet! And because uh, we were, I was like, hey, "You want to watch this?" And she, we watched it, and we both loved it. So. I watched it alone in the dark. <laughs> yeah yeah no one wanted to watch it with me so reflections uh, off your glasses again yeah <laughs> basically you're just like i'll drink a mountain dew <laughs> but yeah i i think minari is is one that should win another one that i want to win is another round oh my god and i was gonna say in a perfect world and if you would ever see this movie this movie deserves everything but yeah the way. Uh, uh, it is nominated foreign film. I'm pretty sure it's going to win foreign film. Oh yeah, I would hope. Yeah, 
It does. I think it like, should. What? <laughs> the whole concept is fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, and it's, it's a really well-told story. You would think a, a movie about a bunch of dudes in their mid-40s, like, staying drunk from, what, 8 a.m. to... Five or some shit like that, or whatever just the fuck they do, trying to reinvigorate their lives and yeah, and jump. I guess to a point, jumpstart their mundane lives. But yeah, they're all all four friends are having like really bad times and yeah. all this stuff. And there was Bailey crazy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bailey wanted to sing Jingle Bells. There he goes. Bailey's fine. You're fine. So that's my opinion on it. But truthfully, I guess Chloe Zhao's ahead of it. But man, I this is my prediction for the Oscars though for 2021. I don't think No Man Land's going to take as much as you think. Cause, I man, sure hope not. Uh, you know what it reminds me of? What was that movie, N- <sighs> Nabil, you and I watched with Tom Hanks? What was that one? Uh, the Post? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just like the year The Post got it. It's like, yeah. okay, it's okay, but it's boring. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'll yeah. watch this again. Like, And No Man Land's not a movie that I'd be like, dude, you guys want to watch No Man Land tonight? I'd be like... Hey, do you want to just see if a baseball game's on instead? <laughs> I'd rather watch golf, dude. Seriously. It's just one of those things where it got really popular, and then now it's kind of in a backlash because of like the Amazon bullshit or whatever with it. So it's like, okay, right. I don't know, but like, it, I hope Minari wins. I actually hope yeah. Minari wins. Yeah, I hope Minari wins, too. But it's one of my um, And I want it to win, favorites. but I wouldn't be shocked if No Man Land wins is what I'm saying. So Yeah. So. Give a dog a bone. <sighs> Literally. Uh, let's move on to... Um, let's do writing, actually. You do adapted, I'll do original. We'll do best picture afterwards, if that makes sense to you there. That makes sense. And this is one of the ones that I was like, should I include this? Because then why were we doing visuals? But I was like, mm, let me pad the time a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> okay. So the nominees for writing adapted screenplay are Borat, subsequ- subsequent movie film. The father. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to do. I need no, to read the, no, you don't. Have to do no, I don't just, need to read the people. No, right. there's way too many. Cool. <laughs> so the father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and the White Tiger. And James, who do you think is going to take this one? And who do you want? So adapted to take it? means it's based on something that was previously done. So, like for instance, the father is a play. Uh, Nomadland is uh, a book. One Night in Miami, I believe, is a play too. Obviously, and The White Tiger yeah. was a book too. And I didn't Borat. What the fuck is Borat book based on? Who knows? That's a, was did he write a book? <laughs> I don't think he did. <laughs> All right, whatever. Yeah. Borat's not gonna win. Sure. I'm gonna let you know right now. Between the four, I wouldn't be shocked if One Night in Miami won because I think it's really well. Well, I uh, as we were talking about, I think it's incredibly well written. But this is also a really tough one, Marco. I got to do a little more thinking on this. Because <laughs> the father in No Man I bet No Man Land, kind of. But there's not a lot of writing in No Man Land, is there? I mean, not really. She's taking a shit, Marco. <laughs> She's taking a shit in a bucket. <laughs> Her toilet doesn't work, bro. No, no it doesn't. Her prank is sick. <laughs> they have dial- there's not a lot of dialogue. No, a lot of it is just... We're watching it's all like the, her go through cinematic. emotions. Yeah. yeah. So that's why either The Father or One Night in Miami, I think, will win between the two. They're but, both based on But plays. I mean, I guess that that would mean that there's a lot of like descriptive dialogue in, in the I book. Guess. And they adapted that and probably got that accurately. I I'm going to go with One Night in Miami, though, if I was to make a pick. 
And I've seen them all. White Tiger's not bad either. I think it falls apart at the end. So, I think Nomadland could take this one just because. Yeah, just it's, like you it's said. Like a, it's, like you a, said. it's a low-key favorite. That made, you know? that made sense. Yeah. But uh, I would love if one, my, one Night in Miami took it. That'd be cool. And again, I, I haven't seen the other movies, but I will try to catch as many of them as possible before Sunday. You're pretty close, like I said. For the stuff remaining, truthfully, if you only have to watch two, it'd be like promising you a woman and father, I'd say. Yeah. If you only have time for two is what I'm getting at. Yeah, true. Depending on what you got. I've seen a lot more this year than I did last year, though. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, what even, else have we been doing? So. Even the bill had updated me. He, he he was pretty much almost up to date, so. Yeah, like, once you get the ball rolling, it's kind of hard to stop. Yeah, you're kind of like, like, you know what? Right, I'm well, only I want to two going. away. Might as well just knock this shit yeah. out, so. Absolutely. Uh, let's do writing, original screenplay. Uh, these are based on nothing previously, so the nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. And I think, truthfully, this is this is a tough one. There's just way too much in this stuff to... Yeah. <laughs> You're just looking at this, I'm like, hmm. Wow. I know Aaron Sorkin's won quite a few of them already, but so is Promising Young Woman, I think, too. And also Minari and Sound of Metal. I don't know, man. These are all hitters, man. Yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> so, if you were to make your best guess, though. If I were to guess. Uh, for Marco's original... blindfolded himself, took a pen. <laughs> yeah, he's, basically. He's hovering him over the day, wherever he drops it. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm like Minari, you know, trying to find the water. You know, it's pretty, <laughs> I'm using Here, these dicks. Dig. <laughs> you get crazy stick? Sorry. So, th- man, this could... Shit. This could be a five-way tie. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so... Because me, personally, I'm like... I look at this, and I'm like, all five of these could win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I, I can see Minari winning this one. I think... I, I could see Minari winning this one, and I could... Nice. And I would love... Either one of these would be great, too. I would love Sound of Metal or Judas and the Black Messiah. I want it. Same here. I might... Uh, my picks are the same as I think as you, man. Although I wouldn't be shocked if promising you, you got to see promising young woman too. Yeah, see, I'm not trying to hate on promising young woman. I just haven't seen it, so and it's, I haven't. It's it's, it's really yeah. Well that's too. definitely one I want to watch. Yeah, and I'm going in blind too. No trailer. I oh don't watch the trailer. The, yeah, don't watch trailer. Most of these I'm going in blind. That's good. I'm just like I just I don't know what to expect. Did you go in blind on Minari then? Fuck yeah. Oh nice. I had no idea what was going on, and I was You're like, like, oh, what year is this? Yeah, then finally when they, you know they mentioned Reagan, I was like, okay, but what term? And then the Mountain Dew <laughs> bottle, you're like, oh, yeah. Well, when they go into town and I see like the, the cars, the cars too, I was like, and the posters, Ooh. yeah, yeah, nice. Okay, let's end it out, Marco, with our um, just best picture. So back on top of this list here, if you want to go back to best picture, oh no, I I'm supposed to say that right? No, you are, you are. Sorry, I I am, I guess. All yeah. right. So the nominees for best picture are the father. Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. And man, this is quite the fucking list. I'll tell you that. So, that being said, James, who do you think is going to take it and who would you want to take it? And what's um, your upset? Or, or, or your upset, or both. Um, I mean, they could have filled it out with two more movies. That's what I'm saying. They did eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I guess the favorite right now is Nomadland. Give me a fucking <laughs> break, dude. Give me a fucking break, dude. She takes a shit in a bucket. 
But I would love either Minari or Sound of Metal to win, man. See, There's Bailey heard you, and he doesn't like that. Yeah, answer. he heard the yelling. He, he, he said, what's going on with Nomadland? All I know is she poops in a bucket. <laughs> I poop all the time. I know and you it's do, Bailey. In, it's on Hulu. Um, but that'd be cool. I would I would prefer a different movie one, uh, obviously, over Nomadland. Yeah. I'm not, once again, I'm not trying to be a hater, but I, I know some people that really like this movie, like a lot, and I'm like kind of questioning. like Nomadland? Yeah. You're fucking lying to me. I got friends that were like, it's the best one we've seen. I was like, what? Who are you? The fuck? Yeah, so. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong. It's interesting, but at the same time, I don't give a shit. Oh, it's a movie that I think two years from now, we're probably not going to remember too well. No. I, I'll remember Minari because there was literally moments I was emotionally connected to it. I was never emotionally connected to No Man Land once. I think that's what it comes down to, too. Yeah, I wasn't at all. Except. Reminded me of camping back in 96. Uh, I would truthfully, it's it's kind of like there was the skinny dipping in the river too. So that's true. I've been I've been full frontal nudity up to the sky. Um, I think No Man Land's gonna win. Truthfully, I'd like any other movie to win though. (laughs) That's my pick. Any other movie would be cool. Just just to kind of throw it off its fucking course is what I'm getting at. So unfortunately, that's what I gotta say. Jeez, uh, I. See, just based on what you've said, though, and yeah. I'm just basing this on what you've said, like because I haven't seen this, but I think yeah. the father could take it, just based on what you've said. It could. I Even can, promising could, young woman could, could yeah, take it. I could see that. Who do I want to take it? Anyone but no metal. <laughs> sound of metal. Oh, I would love sound of metal. I then. want sound of metal hands down to fucking take it. That was literally one of. I, it was on all three of our top ten lists. I'm pretty sure last yeah. year, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And of of course, of course, I wouldn't mind if Judas and the Black Messiah won it. Yeah, movie's fucking fantastic. I'm telling you, and Minari, any other movie than Nomadland. Minari, see, the reason I don't think Minari would take it is because Parasite won last year. Oh, so racism? Okay, basically, dude, it's the Oscars. Be like, we gave him one already. Yeah, we're not giving the Asians two in a row. Okay, (laughs) fucking stop. Um, I think it's gonna be interesting though. It's one of those things where I think. we're gonna see some upsets. I hope yeah. we see some upsets. I hope it's not predictable. And truthfully, we've been doing this for what three years. So this is our what third or fourth, like you said. Just about. And every year something's happened where we're like, I get what? it, James. You're gonna win. Jesus Christ. No, I don't always expect to win. <laughs> he always says. He always says this. I mean, if Marco doesn't win. change his picks last minute, then <laughs> could have won or come close. Yeah. I mean, he thought Bradley Cooper is gonna win. Come on, there was one time. And he said Daniel Kaluuya was going to win for Get Out. So, God damn it, I wanted him to win. I, I voted with my heart. He was like, I'm not... I mean, truthfully, that's how you can win sometimes, though. Just like how I think that the Niners are going to take Justin Fields, but they're not. So, Yeah, it's a lot of hopeful thinking. <laughs> All right, so that's our Oscar stuff. Stay tuned for this Sunday. What day is that, actually, Marco? That would be... Sunday, like you April, said. Yeah, April 25th. That so. is correct, sir. It's 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. It runs about three hours. So We will be posting updates on our Instagram accounts. So. Apparently, I got to call. I got to pay Kaiser that day, too. So Got a little, <laughs> little notification there. Yeah. Thanks, iPhone. So we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. And uh, stay tuned. It should be fun. And uh, post your scores afterwards or post your picks ahead of time. We can kind of virtually compete against each other. Yeah, let's make this fun. Yeah. Participate. It was we a lot of fun. To. It was a lot of fun last year, so 
Yeah. All right, let's move on to our main reviews now. All right. So Caravan of Courage, or how I like to call it, Caravan of Garbage. No, I'm just kidding. That's actually a podcast. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. it, it is from Mr. Sunday. Yeah, funny yeah, guys. Yeah, funny guys. fucking love those guys. Check them out on, on uh, YouTube. Not a sponsor, you know, but a uh, competitor, actually. But hey, maybe they'll give us a shout out. I don't know. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure, was uh, what came out in 1984. Has a whopping Rotten Tomato score of 21%. In a galaxy far, far away, a brother and sister search for their missing parents. How are we going to find them? We will. Don't worry. And fate leads them to the magical Ewoks. We help you. Now, a great adventure begins. Enchantment and excitement, says the Hollywood Reporter. Basically, the plot of this movie, if you will, is Wicket the Ewok and his friends agree to help two shipwrecked human children, Mace and Sindel, on a quest to find their parents. Uh, This movie, like I said, was released in uh, 1984 on November 25th on ABC. So this is actually a made-for-TV movie, one of the earlier spinoffs from... First first one, actually. Yeah, first spinoff, and technically first prequel of star wars it was too. it was considered canon yeah it was. it was considered canon back in the day now it's not That's and cool. it also had limited release in other countries very in europe i release. know it yeah in, like for a week or two i think yeah it was very yeah, yeah. it's kind of a special type type thing this one was directed by john cordy and written by pop crew bob carew excuse me who did ewoks from 1985 to 1986 and i believe that is the animated series that once aired back in the glorious days it stars Eric Walker as Mace, Aubrey Miller as Sindel, Warwick Davis reprising his role as Wicket the Ewok, Fanula Flanagan as Katarine, and Guy Boyd as Jeremy. Uh, by the way, we were spoiling everything. There's yeah, there's <laughs> there's really nothing. Uh, nothing no, no, spoil. Yeah, there's really nothing you can't spoil from this it's movie. It's a I mean, children's it's just, movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not even fucking canon anymore, for yeah. Christ's sake. I, it, like we said, though, it was recently released this is the reason why we did it on disney plus uh first time in hd ever so kind of unique way to finally see it it was only yeah. ever released on i think vhs and dvd so it's, it's been quite some time and disney finally cleaned it up so and they released it on april fool's day too of all days was Didn't it they? on april F- no no <laughs> was no, no. It? it was a week after i think oh, okay it was yeah. announced yeah on it was announced yeah, on yeah, april, it was april fool's day, day which was almost like is this really happening yeah but disney tends not to participate in that stuff by the way yeah, which For is weird. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, this is a real announcement. It's we just coincidence. Too many people. <laughs> so. so let's go through history. James, what's your history with this movie? Have you seen it before? It's funny. Yeah, I've seen them. I also own the DVDs. So <laughs> uh, I actually saw these ever uh, before ever seen Star Wars, actually. So uh, these movies actually intrigued me to kind of seek out Star Wars. So in a way, I, I can give the benefit to them, like, Sparking my interest in Star Wars, I guess, because seeing them as a kid, I saw them on. T- they used to be on TV sometimes. Yeah, yeah they did. I don't know if you remember that or Back not. Back in the day, dude, in the late '80s, early '90s, they would, it was yeah. on TV all the time, like middle of the day kind of mm-hmm. shit, one of those kind of things. And I remember watching that, and uh, I mean, 
it obviously hasn't aged well, you know. So, but like I told you before, I have a, there's a pretty strong sense of nostalgia for me. That makes with sense. this one. So yeah, I, I, obviously you've seen it before, right? I saw it a very long time ago with my brother. We mm-hmm. actually used to own the VHS. VHS? Oh. Yeah, we used to own the VHS. But I don't. This I was is like should have held on to those. I think they're yeah. worth kind of money now. <laughs> I uh, I yeah, we lost them in the move from Oakland. Yeah. Fuck, but awesome. I don't. This is the one I don't remember much. Is it the yeah, second one? Yeah, yeah. This one I don't remember. Too I remember much. the second one a bit better too. Yeah, I actually thought sequences in the second one happened in this one. That's what and I thought I, too. Rewatching it now, I was like, oh, where the, where the, where's the hang glider part? And I, I, like, I totally nope. forgotten that there were two movies. I thought that there was just like one movie. Truthfully, so. I think they played a lot back to back all the time. Yeah, so that was kind of confusing. Yeah. But no, I, I I understand what you mean by that. So. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so in that case, uh, you're. <laughs> Your thoughts on the overall story? It's bad. It's bad. There's no, I mean, I'm not gonna trash it to the max, but it's <laughs> it's one of those things. I mean, we kind of expected it already going into it, so it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like a shocker to me that because I, I I I remember fairly well. Like I said, I bought them on DVD when they were released when I was like in high school, I think briefly. Like, right, and those are really hard to find up to a certain point too. So it's I mean, the acting's terrible. Um, there is a, like I said, it's that nostalgia though, the adventure itself, like going there to the castle, it's very reminiscent of a lot of like eighties kind of movies in a way, if that makes sense of like the, Just the a bit. story arcs is what I'm getting at. Not obviously not, you know, uh, I will say this much. It does look good in HD though. Like this is the best this movie's ever looked. Yeah. So yeah. I'll give them that much. And the use of practical effects is kind of cool. And obviously they did this because they were doing this at the same time. They had an animated show too. And they yeah, were, the Ewok Adventures. Came yeah. Out, yeah. Which was quite a few episodes, by the way. Yeah. I think two. And those are actually also streaming on Disney Plus now. So they almost have all the stuff, Marco. They just need the droids cartoon and yeah. the holiday special if they ever decide to fucking do See, it. See, I, th- I think they released the yeah. cartoon short from the holiday special. Boba Fett's first they, appearance. Uh, yeah, to uh, the Great Wookiee or some shit. Yeah. Like yeah, but give me the whole fucking thing, man. <laughs> I don't know, just the fucking thing. That that was already on a special feature on the Blu-ray, so yeah. that episode with uh, Chewbacca and Boba Fett. But, you know, the movie's not good. It's very... the it, it, it almost runs too long, too. It's almost like, can this just fucking end, dude? Yeah. And it's one of those movies where the acting... Eric Walker didn't do a lot of stuff after this, and... Uh, it's kind of <laughs> hilarious, actually. I'll say that much. God, Especially, yeah. Marco sent me the scene <laughs> at the end where he's just like the the one, the one Ewok is like what like he's trying to be like what happened to my homie and he's like yeah he's dead and he I, died yeah, yeah yeah I was like crying from laughing so much I was like oh fuck but in a way though I have to say man like I know it's jumping ahead a little bit but I don't know I still had a fun time watching it. Because of like sparking the memories of like seeing this as like a kid. Yeah, that's really it. It's terrible. Don't get me wrong, but it's one of those things where I don't know. It was I still. It's an okay time because truthfully, at the end of the day, it's still Star Wars to me. I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I see. I look at that. Bailey's man, th- warming up to Marco now during the review. Hi, I like your reviews. <laughs> Too, you're okay <laughs> he didn't like him when he first came though he was like get out of here i know it's because i smelled like other dogs i apologize about that it's that or my, the uh the racism just oh, just out. just a little bit yeah yeah um, my co my new co-workers have have dogs so. oh nice that's yeah. nice but 
But yeah, I, I movie's fucking trash, dude. It's fucking trash. Yeah, but no, I, it's but, bad. but don't get me wrong. I had fun trashing this movie with my brother. It's one of those movies. Yeah, you can definitely watch it and, and be like, huh, okay. if you take away the shitty acting from from the dude who played Mace, Eric Walker. Yeah, because dude, he destroys the movie. The little girl, Aubrey Miller, actually did a much better job. Isn't it weird she, she only acted in these two movies? Yeah. She's the heart of the movies, too. She's adorable. Yeah. I'll give her that much. She did a great job. And, and that explains something in the next movie, too. And the, the Ewoks weren't that bad yeah, either. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I love what the What happened Ewoks. to Mace? Yeah, he just faced down in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as a kid, just, even, I remember even as a kid, I was like, did they all fucking die? He just, he just fucking ate it, dude. <laughs> Don't get dead. They're like, we gotta get the, we gotta get rid of this fucking guy. They made him look like Luke Skywalker, though. You they see that? Did, dude, they did. Like heavy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was he supposed to be like a young Luke Skywalker? Is that what they're, I, like, I think they were trying to make that connection so that people would watch I it. But uh, I, I do think that the visual effects weren't too bad for its, it's time. They kind of live up, you know. The, but the 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 overall scenery. Apparently, these were filmed in in um, here in the Bay. Was it the Redwoods? Yeah, part? they were filmed in the Redwoods. Yeah, yeah. But the first movie doesn't look like it. I was telling James, it looks like they filmed this shit in the back of Cordelia. <laughs> they might have. Been. I was like, what the fuck? This it's does not, not so look much, like Endor. Yeah. I do. I mean, and I know like they introduced quite a few creatures on here, but it's cool because. That canon, because it was canon, there's so many things that like reference these other creatures eventually. Yeah. Especially, um, Sindel shows up in one of the books later on too. That's not canon anymore, mm-hmm. but she's older and she's in a she's a reporter during the Yuzhen Vong War and stuff like that. Oh, that's so pretty cool. it's kind of cool that they like brought her back to be. Yeah. Like, hey, she's still alive, but not her brother because obviously not. Yeah. So- <laughs> But it, where's Mace? I, I do Endor, like how you, you can both. <laughs> I do like how you explore more of Endor, uh, even yeah. though it's not canon. But you're, you're kind of left wondering, like, man, did the Empire just wipe these fuckers out when they just landed? And you gotta remember base? that that moon is pretty big. Yeah, and that's kind of the explanation. Like, well, there's other shit going on. So, uh, yeah, and I, I can only imagine the Emperor showed up. And anybody shows up, like you're just gonna get blown to fucking smithereens. Pretty much. Here's yeah. technology, right? Because it takes place a year before Endor, basically. Is it basically a year? Or, uh, yeah, it's, well, it's in between Empire and Return of the Jedi, so in between that year. Sure. I'm so, yeah, it's like okay, all right, whatever. But o- overall, it you know, I guess if you're curious, check it out. I'd say if you've never seen it. I don't know. I didn't watch it with anyone younger, though. I would have loved to have seen this with my nephew and my niece, my younger ones, just to see if it like would have held them. I think my nieces would have loved like trashing this movie also. They really? would have had like, some fun with it. Yeah. yeah. See, my, my, my nephew's really young, though, so he's like four oh, okay. or five. I wonder if he would like actually like it. Probably. There's a chance. Yeah, a probably. Chance probably. I mean, they're, like, they're aimed for kids. It's literally aimed for his age group, so I'm like, I wonder yeah. if he would like, be... Obviously, my other niece, my older one, probably no, but yeah. my nephew and my younger niece, maybe. So, so overall, it looks like there was a little bit of redeeming factor to this. You know, it's it's not all hundred percent bad. Obviously, it's you know it's a shitty movie. It doesn't really live up to the expectations of the originals or even the prequels, for that matter. But it, it there it is, is still-, still better than Episode Eight, though. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and nine. If we it, want to just make that episode eight, I'll, I will say this: it makes more sense. However, that has to do I, partly with the fact that they basically ripped off Lord of the Rings in this storyline. Eh, 
Yeah, well, they're going back to save their family. It's a fellowship of the ring, dude. No, but they're going to save their family, though. Actually, right? it's technically the Hobbit because they're going to Smog's castle. Kind of. Like, only instead of the dragon. Didn't everybody kind of? Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody falls token, so. So at least I mean I'll say this, but at least between from this to um, War Battle for Endor, there's a there's actually a plot line that falls through. Yeah, that is that there is, is an overall arc that actually makes sense. Like, oh, she got it, off, cool. It was planned out exactly. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. it's kind of weird. There was supposed to be a third a movie. Third it was supposed to be a trilogy, but it just, you know, it just never happened. Yeah, which is crazy because why was I curious? Me too. I was. I like, was what would it have been about? I was like, would it have been after the Battle of Endor? That would I was be thinking cool. it would have been. That would have been dope. It, like the aftermath. Yeah. Oh, damn, we could have filmed this. Yeah. We go to the Redwood Forest. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We're, like, We're here to film <laughs> Ewoks three. Someone's like, say what? We're in a shitty fucking bear suit, just like. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you rate this movie then? It's James? a D. Yeah, and that's being would, like kind. I'd say it's a D minus, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, about that. It's a D minus. Yeah, it's not. It's not a movie that I'd be like. Okay, you see it once every fifteen years, kind of thing. Just yeah, a morbid curiosity. The, but, yeah. If if you are ever bored and you have some friends over, you have some drinks, and you want to riff a movie, this is the one. Oh, you definitely yeah. could do like a mystery science theater thing to this thing. Yeah. Like definitely, and I'm shocked they haven't. Or someone's done like a vo- oh because yeah. every Star Wars property at this point is impossible to well because I think Caravan of over. Garbage is based off of this. Isn't that how they got their name? I don't know if that's how they got it or not. I wouldn't be shocked. They've they've reviewed it though. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on because we're doing a double feature, guys. Our next one, and let me make sure that we're still recording because I forgot. Okay, good. <laughs> I forgot that we're doing. We have the- to redo it all yeah, over again. Like, shit. <laughs> we have fake laughs. <laughs> that's funny, Jerm. That's funny. All right, so our second film of the night is Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. On a far distant world of enchanting beauty, a family of lost travelers find shelter and friendship among the Ewoks, peaceful guardians of the forest. But the peace is shattered. An evil storm sweeps the planet Endor, threatening the Ewoks' very existence. Run fast, run! And a courageous Earth child is left orphaned. Hunted by the cruel armies of an insatiable warlord. All I want is the power. Don't be foolish. Do what he says. It's a breathtaking adventure that soars to extremes of heroism and treachery. This was uh, released in 1985. The IMDb description is Marauders raid the Ewok village and steal a power supply they believe to be magical. Wicket helps Sindel escape the evil witch, uh, Charl, and they befriend a hermit who may help them save the village. This was released practically a year later, by the way. November 24th, 1985, also on ABC. Uh, this was directed by Jim Wheat. He did After Midnight in 1989, and Ken Wheat, who also co-directed that as well. They were brothers. Uh, this was directed by Jim Wheat and Ken Wheat. Their biggest claim to fame is too they, many weeds. They they worked with uh, Vin Diesel. They did the Pitch Black, all three movies. They That's, wrote them all. Yeah, isn't that insane? Uh, there's a plot line they wanted for this movie about um, that they kind of basically it's about a guy that crashes on a planet. And they're trying. To, he's been there a long time. They're trying to save him, and that's basically what they took for Pitch Black. Dude. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm like shit. So look at that. Yeah, I mean, you obviously much younger, and then eventually they got their you know the money to do it and stuff like that. So uh, this stars Wilford Brimley as Noah, Warwick Davis returns as Wicket, Aubrey Miller returns as Sindel, uh, Cyan Phillips as Charles, Carol Strucken as Tarek, Paul Gleason as Jermit, 
and Eric Walker as Mace for 33 <laughs> seconds. So oh, <laughs> he literally man. has 33 seconds of scream time. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of hilarious. Uh, so Marco, I know you've seen it too. Then we just talked about that already. So what what's your overall thoughts on this one? I actually kind of enjoyed this one, dude. I did too. This one was actually I was shocked. Yeah, dude. Even the visual effects were better, dude. I was like. How much money do they have for this movie? Yeah, because, again, this only went to TV, only had limited release in Europe. Did this one get limited release, too, or no? Yeah, I think it did. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure and, about this one. And, man, it was just a significant improvement, like, with the it visual was. effects, the storyline, the writing. Well, obviously, they they killed their dead weight, which are the parents they who also were shitty. They literally killed yeah. it. Fucking killed them. I was like, damn. Like, see, you got a hand at the Star Wars. They can go dark pretty quick. This is actually a pretty dark start to a film. Yeah. Like, her uh, her entire family gets Sindel's, wasted. Yeah, Sindel's whole family is, like, annihilated. And she, only, she, she takes, takes place, it like a boss. Like, what, six months after? I think it's six months after the events of the first movie. Yeah, give Something or take. Like that. It's not immediate, I heard. It's, yeah. like, a few months. Because they, like, she's... The one thing I don't like is Wicked can speak English in this one, so it makes the canon weird. Yeah, but it's simple shit, anyways. It's not like he's they like, could hey, they could redub me. it and just get rid of that. Yeah, they could easily because they could just do like a Chewbacca thing where they just understand. I'm like, oh okay, yeah. And I think in that time period, he's he's learned English for some fucking strange reason. But, but when he meets Leia, he's he forgot. That's sure. what I mean. It doesn't make sense yeah. canon wise. They're probably hmm, get rid of it. Or I mean, they could even say, well, no, because. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe that's what they hear. You know, you you know when they other, could do that, yeah, where it's like they hear him speak English, but, but he's really they're just doing it for the movie. So you, yeah, it's easier it's for kids. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was really cool. The the Marauders were pretty menacing. I mean, yeah. they're their their uh their costumes weren't pretty you know, good. Actually, they were decent. They were yeah, they were pretty good. They're the, kind of creepy. That guy. Yeah. I was like, as a kid, I was like, this probably would have scared me. Yeah, I mean, they they weren't like over the top, but they were pretty good for a team made for TV movie back in the day. Uh, they they definitely put more investment into it. You can tell too. Yeah, it's shot better too. Yeah, absolutely. It actually is shot in the forest. And so yeah, it actually looks like indoor. <laughs> yeah. you see like other parts of indoor that are also like yeah. very interesting. And I like how it explains that hey, some. Um, some Ewoks live on the ground. Some live yeah. in the village. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Oh, you mean they weren't like finding a rock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one then, mine? Shut up, Mace. Sorry. <laughs> Stupid Mace. Dude, I hate... By, by the way, I know this is another movie, but I hated how he kept talking shit about the Ewoks and then asked for their help. I was like, you in- ungrateful piece of shit. Oh, especially... I mean, then became homies with the axe thrower. Yeah. He dies. <laughs> yeah. That's your axe, though. <laughs> yeah. I was like, shut up. But uh, but going back to this one, Noah was an interesting character. I, I like how... I actually think Wilfred Brimley is the heart and soul of this movie. I, I think so, too. He's really good. And but, also, he, but, but also, yeah, yeah Sindel also. I think they both had a really good chemistry it's, it's together. Kinda, it's like a she lost her family, yeah. She's and then he lost his old friend, and it's like... I'm just So has he off. been there since the Clone Wars? I think that's what they're kind of hinting. At. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I kind of like that. I was like, "Yeah, Who's your friend." I was like, "Oh, he's been this." And then, um, what's her face? Cheryl. The, she's a night sister. She's a night sister. That was really cool. Was first time like, we ever saw a night sister in live action. I was like, "Did they ever bring this up before?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "That's kind of cool." Yeah, and she, and she uses a, a like, it was a Sith crystal, I guess, or something, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, imbued with like, like Sith magic, and I'm like, that is actually pretty fucking. I was cool. like, there's no way I knew that as a kid. By the way, yeah, no, there's of course no not. Way. 
I was like, but that's it's amazing. It's that, a lot more ambitious of a, a movie too. Yeah. So, and I I liked Noah. Like I said, Wilford Brimley is also the like the nice. He's passed by the way. Yeah. Recently, but he's also he has a uh, interview on with Craig Ferguson. If you ever look it up on the Late Late Show back in the day, mm-hmm. and he's like absolutely the nicest guy in the world. It's insane. Um, and you can tell that he just was like he got the role and he, like he it, the acting's a thousand times better i thought script. you were gonna say you could tell he's got the diabetes the diabetes <laughs> he is the diabetes the diabetes, di- diabetes guy. guy too and also i don't know if uh <laughs> i have nostalgia because of cocoon and he's in oh yeah dude i love i love the cocoon movies yeah so he's in the cocoon and it kind of makes sense you're like oh okay so um i would say overall though it's i mean it's still run in the mill but i it's a much better experience than the first movie yeah i was surprised I, I found it closer to, like, almost like the feel of Clone Wars to yeah, it. I do, too. Which is what I liked about it. Like, like an Damn. episode of Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Yep. That's kind of cool. Like, they, you get the ship, and it's in there. And it's just the effects, too. I was like, man. Yeah. It's just, like, the creative team on this one just kind of... And they even like, go into hyperspace at the end. I yeah. was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty freaking cool. The ship was actually pretty awesome, too. I and was it, kind of thinking, it like, looked like it was kind it? of, like, from the Clone, the Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. It looked yeah. with that shape, and I was like, dang, it's been stuck in the tree, and... It's just funny because, like, the people that live there, like, because Tarek is, they think it's, like, a, a magical yeah. thing. But it's actually just, like, a also, power source, basically. Also, the ship was firing blue laser beams just like the Old Republic yep. in uh, in the prequels. Yep. I, I like, like that they were damn. on the turrets taking them out. And I was like, yeah. like I said, it's a, bu- a much better film. If you're going to watch one of these, truthfully, this one is not bad. Yeah, you can skip the first one, really. It, they, I mean, the only connection it's is almost, the family. Yeah, just so you know. So. Who's that guy that's head first in the mud? it's annoying ass mace yeah you need to worry about him what would you rate this one then marco man uh i mean it's still bad but i would i'll give it a d plus a d plus i give it c give it c there's enough in this i think to warrant a a watch is what i'm saying like you You know know what fuck it i'll you know i'm changing it i'll give it a c minus there you go because i actually i really did enjoy a lot of it yeah and the fact that they, I think it there was, was a lot expected too. I yeah, like, Whoa, what the hell? there was a lot more things that felt more Star Warsy about it. Mm-hmm. Just the fact, I mean, the Knights of Stralone is one. Um, the Marauders looked closely to like some of the villains from like the Mandalorian. They looked like they, they could have been the Mandalorian. They do. and it almost had that same feeling of um, in the first season of the Mandalorian where he's saving, uh, saving the village. Some people. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of like that feeling to it. All right, so yeah, that's it for the most part. That's um, that's the Ewok Adventures. <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, if you never see them, you never see them. You know, like we're not gonna. Yeah, we're gonna judge yeah, them. exactly. Just I, I think I, it's it's more for people that have seen it before. I think. Yeah, it's like a nostalgia thing. Like remember these when you were a kid. And, and like maybe. James, like James, like you were saying, if if you're gonna watch one, this is the one. Don't, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to see where um. Um, Wicket learned how to talk English. (laughs) This is the one. All right, guys. So that is the end of the pod. Thanks for uh, listening through our Oscar, uh, kind of our discussion, me and Marco here holding it down today, as well as the two Ewok films. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Also, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio or SoundCloud, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. 
Also, leave us a like, leave us a review. We're still trying to get back to five stars, guys. Come on. I know you want Come us on. to go back to five. You guys got to be friends. So one of you guys got to be like, hey, Gee, just, let me log into your account real quick. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't take that long. You just go on there. You write a little blurb. You can just say, hey, these guys are cool, whatever. I don't know. Just rate us five stars, guys. Come on. Yeah. All right, guys. So stay tuned. Uh, next episode, we should have uh, Nibble back. It's going to be episode 98. We're going to be uh, going over the results of the Oscars, see who won that one, although you can check our hmm. social media to verify. And we're going to be watching the new Tom Clancy film, Without Remorse, and reviewing that one for you guys. So until then, this is James. And Marco. Have a good one.